Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where Adria Woo-hoo. is in a pickle. A bit of I one, have a new yes. friend. I don't mm-hmm. think she's a friend. <laughs> I think we were kid, speculating after last episode, it could be a halfling pretending <laughs> to be a child singing about murder. I mean, I've got a pretty good perception, but... You know, I don't Likewise. look into halflings enough. In 2E, do they still have the... Because in 1E, they had a feat you could take. Yeah, there was a feat to let you pass as a small pass child. Pass as a small child. I feel like they might have that still if you take a specific, like... Yeah, I wonder if there's like an ancestry feat or something like that. But the fact that Rick doesn't know means that's not the answer. So we're going to need to come up with an equally ridiculous possibility now. I just think it's a child that's a member of the cult of Norgaber and is going to murder you. <laughs> I just think it's a sweet little child that's creepy. Also, importantly... I don't know whether or not it's a PC option. Because as building an NPC, I can give them any ability that I want in oh, second edition. Fair. I can that's literally fair. just say, but this halfling, for whatever reason, gets a plus five bonus to pass as a human. That's fair. Second edition. Well, regardless, I may or may not have a new child or a murderer. It's, you know, I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> well, I suppose we should jump back into things, shall we? Welcome back, everyone. Uh, when last we left, our heroes, the Silver Ravens, had uh, found out from one of their uh, their various contacts, the allies that they've made through the city, the proprietress of the Sweet Tooth Bakery, one Lukula Jens, that uh, there was a child in the old market, uh, the salt market, that seems to have, at the very least, uh, have some passing familiarity with uh the two boys at the very least had heard about the two boys that had gone missing and uh, she had actually seen them be abducted. The party then went to the salt market to go and find this young child, a small mm-hmm. girl by the name of Maggie. Uh, she had a, a real fun nickname. Uh, Mad Maggie. Of course, every time I hear somebody say Maggie, I just think of Maggie May and then the song starts playing in my head. Mm. I always think Maggie Smith. Same. Although she's no. kind of the polar opposite of Maggie Smith. She's very short. Well, I guess Maggie Smith could probably be pretty creepy also. Maggie Smith is a uh, is a well-rounded actress who can do anything. That's true. She is a national treasure. And by that, I mean a national treasure. A national treasure England. of the UK, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you had gone and eventually found this, uh, this small girl who had informed you that she had seen the two boys in question that had been uh, abducted seemingly by a pirate of some form, or at the very least, a, a man with a scar down the uh, the side of his face that came from Vire. Who we think used magic to compel the kids to hop on the boat with them. Yeah, I believe used magic to compel them, and uh, also seems to have possibly been a follower of uh, Norgaber, the god Norgaber. of uh, lies, deceit. Um, mm-hmm. Norgaber is one of those interesting gods where whether or not it's a bad thing that he's there is completely dependent upon what alignment of Norgaber we're talking about because yeah. he does yeah. have four different aspects. Which Norgaber are we talking one about? One of them's not that bad and one of them's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the difference of uh, Reaper of Reputation versus the Father Skinsaw. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants Father Skinsaw to show up. No. But we did determine there appears to be at least more than one uh, or at least they have a hideout or something in, uh, in the old uh, harbor. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't think they, they have might. a hideout. I just think they're coming in on ships and doing what they're doing and leaving. Maybe. They're Maybe. there. Well, they often. probably have to have some sort of base of operations just in case. I mean, their mm. ship the, their ship could be their base of operations, you know. That, that's true. Either way, we don't like that they're here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you uh, you asked some questions. You went around and talked to people. But unfortunately, again, you couldn't actually uh, find out anything of use. Then eventually just decided, I guess we'll go our own ways. And... Uh, 
try again or try something else soon. Mm -hmm. However, uh, after you had all departed, you'd gone back to your various homes. Uh, I think uh, Niccolo sleeping peacefully in his his house. Pigeons watching angrily from the windows. (laughs) (laughs) They'll just have to wait for me to make food in the morning. Yeah. Lucia peacefully sleeping. Uh, Vittoria adding a couple more thumbtacks and string to her giant wall of uh, (laughs) conspiracy board. Feels Lucia right. is sleeping peacefully, knowing that that kid probably doesn't have the silver piece to cross the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Cesare uh, going back too tired, too tired today to uh, grade all of these papers, uh, putting it off for another day. However, Adria had returned back to her home on Bleak Bridge, a home that she mentioned uh, in passing to the small girl that she'd spoke to earlier that day, yeah, which was your fatal mistake. Adria takes in strays. Yeah, she took in Lucia. <laughs> and a it's dog true. and a cat. Uh, as she was sitting there sleeping, resting, uh, she'd heard a a change. Um, I think I could really describe it as a little bit more. You know that feeling that you'd get when you know the way your home sounds. So when suddenly there is an absence of a certain sound or the presence of a new sound, something that you can't explain by just having a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Adria had heard footsteps on the stairs in the hallway and a soft sing-song voice of a child, of the child, Maggie, from just on the other side of her door as the doorknob had slowly, very slowly turned, as the door had creaked open ever so slowly. Mechanically speaking, this individual went from uh, being undetected to being detected by you. You are at the very least aware. Well, that's good. And as such, you do have one round worth of actions that you may take. <laughs> Prepare the lightning! As the door is opening. As in essence, the, the child is making her way up the stairs. An action. Around the hall, down, down to the end of the hall. An action. And is using a interact action <laughs> to, open, to open up your door. Well, Adria is going to... Mechanically speaking. Mechanically speaking, stand up and action. <laughs> um, Very well. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a kid. Uh, seek. Actually, <laughs> stand up and action. Walk toward the door and action. And seek. Um, it's, free to, it's still free to talk, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maggie, you could have just knocked. And then she stabs you. Well, and you know, I just stabbed in front of doors all Adrian the time. That is part of my charm. 10 of sneak attack. <laughs> my charm is being stabbed in doorways. <laughs> From the other side of the door, you just hear a soft... Okay, just a kid. Kids are always creepy. It's fine. <laughs> Adria, the door opens. This small girl, her lank black hair framing her face, stares up at you. Slowly cocks her head to the side. (laughs) You should have left. I will need you to roll initiative. (gasps) They called the Norgenberg got her! They got her and they turned her into a weapon! Who's closest to me? (laughs) <laughs> none of us that's the Cesare answer none of us. Of us. Who is my raven to Niccolo 
Uh, Cesare and Nicolo are probably about equal distance from you. Also, it's a middle of curfew, by the by. So, well, you know, there's you that. Know. It is what it is. The child's features shudder. No, no. Oh, no. And a second later, seem to melt as she expands <laughs> to a six foot tall <laughs> mass of skin hold taunt over what almost seems to be a if it were not for the fact that it were flesh an imperfect clay-like visage the face seemingly bereft of eyes or nose or mouth this just pink mask the clothing (laughs) absorbed into the mass of this protoplasmic thing as the fingers extend into six inch long claws. Um, what? Let's go ahead and see who gets first initiative, shall we? Oh my god. Oh my no. god. We were all making jokes about how this little girl was coming to get you and she was. She's she not was. a little girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. My god. Ugh. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and cue up some uh, some sirenscape, a little bit of combat music, if you will. Don't trust children. <laughs> yeah, don't invite them to your house. I guess. Man, we thought we were we were being real funny. We didn't realize that uh, Adria was literally in a horror movie. You know, not just the not just the oh that's a creepy moment, <laughs> but it's a sweet innocent child. The one that's like I open the door and then there's the jump scare right in there. You know, I was hoping it would go against type. You know, the creepy girl really isn't creepy, but. We didn't, and it's fine, because the creepy well, girl's not a girl. Is this the, the creepy girl, or is this just the creature that, that took, took her, her face? Form? That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And it saw us talking to her and went, huh, that's a problem. So, Jessica, what did we get for Atria? Atria rolls an 8 for a 21. All right. Oh, we should have left for Vire. Oh. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, what else could it mean you should have left? I think you should have left the apartment. Yeah, like Instead when you heard her coming, you should have run. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what that's what I was thinking. But out the window, into the into the I river. I think that is what I'm gonna do. So we'll find out. <laughs> the Datari will never believe you. They have no reason not to. Yeah, I can be like, go look in my house. There's a horrible monster. No, in there. that thing will just turn back into a little girl and scamper off into the night. So, combat begins. <laughs> Adri Sela, you have first initiative. Okay, Adria watches this kid melt into a giant thing. Uh, yep, looks at her window, opens her window. I want to jump out my window. <laughs> Feels like the best choice. I like that it's like you should have left. Brink, grows big, I and will. you're just like, that's great. <laughs> like, that's right. great advice. Goodbye. <laughs> Fully in a nightgown with like little flowers on it or whatever. <laughs> Interact action. Um, Adria strikes me as the type that probably doesn't lock her windows on her second floor. No, she's mm. certainly not. I'm not sure not. if she locks them on the first floor. That's probably she, she probably just walked in through a window. She too, but not tonight. From now on, maybe she will. But <laughs> yeah, I think she'll be locking it from here on well, out. Well, she locked the downstairs door too, so like that's a thing. There is no more downstairs door. It's gone. Completely <laughs> 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 melted away. Uh, so it'll be an interact interact action to open this. Mm-hmm. Uh, from here to the basically to the back portion of your house where the walkway that circles the outside of the bridge is. It is a drop of about 15 feet. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Uh, or 
you would need to long jump far enough to leap out this window and clear that to plummet all the way down to the water. However, that water is also 40 feet below that, so it would be a fall of 50 feet into the river. I'm just going to jump for the solid land. Okay. You know, you got to give it a chance to chase you. Oh, okay, cool. Great. Then, yeah, I look back, I look at this thing, and I jump. So, first action is open that. Second action, uh, you're just going to jump through the window. Yep, to land on the deck, I guess. Yeah, so uh, you plummet 15 feet down, crashing into the uh, the deck on the back of your house <laughs> as you slam down onto the ground. Pigeons go flying everywhere uh, as you hit the ground. Falling, uh, at that point, you'd only actually take two points of damage. Oh, that's great. Okay, slightly injured, but worth it. As you slam onto the ground, uh, probably looking up uh, nervously back towards your second floor window. Otherwise unequipped, although, of course, you do still have all of your magical powers. Yeah, I have magic, and I mean, I'm wearing, you know. All right, okay, so then the real question is, do I try to get a guard and tell them there's some crazy thing in my house and hope they believe me? Or do I sneak and try to get somewhere safe? You do fall prone. Oh, okay, my last action is to stand up then. Okay. So, uh, well, I guess the question is, uh, are you... Are you yelling, or are you just going to go, okay, well, <laughs> you can't necessarily stealth right now. I'm just, I'm not yelling. I'm not doing anything yet. I'm just standing up. Um, I'll decide if I want to yell in, a, in a, another round. Next round. Okay. That brings us to Maggie. Maggie If that will, is her real name. If that is your real name, <laughs> Maggie. So Maggie, we'll go ahead and move 10, 15, 20... Twenty-five. Oh, I totally feet. expected them to come out the window. That's cool. It's not Do a great second move, and will it doesn't have a crowbar, but probably manage that. Did it just yeah, run let's downstairs? Let's go ahead and see. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So oh, runs down, one. rips almost literally rips the back door off of its hinges because <laughs> that's a faster than using an interact action to unlock it, which I imagine you have a little like chain or something on that yeah. on the back door. Uh, so Adria, you just hear these again. It went from these small childlike steps to this thumping, thumping <laughs> sound. Without any face, this thing begins to scream. <laughs> Out as it charges down the stairs. Well, after so much you, for stealth. Crashing through. You can hear the sound of, uh, because of its sheer bulk, you can hear the sound of picture frames falling off. I oh. imagine Adrian's one of those people that has like the entire wall of lined course. with picture frames leading yeah, upstairs. Yeah, like my whole my kid growing up yeah. from baby to yeah. adult. Oh, man. As this thing comes crashing down the stairs. Oh, it's probably you. like there's all the sounds <laughs> of like glass breaking, <laughs> shattering everywhere back there. As the thing rushes down the stairs towards you, you can just hear this, you know, the crashing sound and everything. And just this, she promised me to faithful be (laughs) as it comes charging down the stairs at you. Oh, what in the... Nope, nope, not a fan. It is not being quiet. That's fine. I'm going to not be quiet, too. <laughs> Tactics are, you know, like I hope these guards. If I can't take see this. the map. Just run around the side of your house and towards one of the watchtowers, <laughs> screaming your head off. Uh, yeah, That's what I'll no, be doing. I definitely, yeah. Hopefully, some somebody on that bridge also heard this freaky creature. So, uh, as this thing comes crashing after you, 
unbeknownst really, even to Adria, um, as she's just kind of pulled herself up almost as soon as you <laughs> yeah. have, you're sitting there, it's like, it's like, okay, okay, I'm going to get away. You, you take a second to orient yourself. Your back mm-hmm. door is almost ripped off of its oh, hinges God. as this <laughs> thing continues to sing some sort of child skipping song at you as it closes. Mm. I mean, a lot of people live on Bleak Bridge. Somebody's got to be hearing this, right? <laughs> It's a bystander effect. Well, I mean, it's been six seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just hoping that somebody. I, okay, we can see the map this. now. I appreciate that Rick went to all this trouble to do not just Adria's house, but the entirety of Bleak Bridge. It's really nice. <laughs> As though we might fight on Bleak Bridge again sometime. You know, we just want to have a Lucia part two. We, I was gonna, I was gonna say we have a, we have a very special <laughs> relationship with jumping off into the water. Off I don't the think bridge. I'm jumping now, into the water yet. Now, also correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. for my players. Uh, for mm. everyone but Jessica. Oh, but me. Uh, if each of you go to the PC folder, do you see some extra Datari in there? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, nice. Do you see Are some you extra Datari that you have access to their character sheet? Oh, I dang. do. It would seem so, yeah. <laughs> Nearby, unbeknownst to Adria, there is a patrol of four, four young, oh fresh God. Datari yeah. uh, as they're making their way down the road. This is the ones hilarious. that aren't corrupted yet. They're still like, you know, want, hey, you know, justice and the, the Katari were way. bad. I'm just a little old lady, okay? They got to help me. So Katari rolled really well for their initiative, actually. Bringing us to the beginning of round two. Unbeknownst to Adria, there may be uh, the rare sight for her of uh, the Datari coming to the rescue. Yeah, uh, bring us to Adria Sila. <laughs> uh, Adria starts yelling for help, and then. I'm gonna run away from this thing. So much running is about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Which way to the closest watchtower, right? Adrian essentially like runs through this alley, <laughs> skirts between some buildings, and pops back on the main street of Bleak so, Bridge, screaming. So yeah, Adrian, you you just you pull yourself Help, up to your feet, you see this stuff. thing crash out, you go running off into the street. There's a few lights on from a couple of your neighbors here and there. Um, again, there's just a variety of shops. You basically duck between the Sea Witch Glass and the uh, the shop next towards it, next door to it, which is uh, Cinnamon Bliss. And then on the other side of that is Queen's Jewelry Box. As you just kind of rush out of there, duck and make your way out onto the street. Ahead, further down the street, um, you can see a quartet of Datari on patrol as they all just sort of start as you come running out of around the corner. Oh, good, there's a monster. The... And uh, Maria the Datari. <laughs> what would you like to do? A woman, blue hair, elf ears, nightgown, flowers, <laughs> like your mom. She's hobbling a little <laughs> like bit from jumping out of her window. She looks a little injured from falling or something, running, screaming. Monster, monster, mm. there's a monster. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> no weapons, though. Seems Not even armor. No shoes. <laughs> um... I guess uh, two actions to approach this frantic woman. Okay. Some sort of amalgamation. It looks like Play-Doh or clay. Calm, calm down. <laughs> Where? I just kind of point over there. <laughs> see which glass broke my back door. Probably broke in my front door. I look at my shop, see if the front door is broken. Anyway. Uh, no, the front door appears to be fine. With a third action, draw a signal whistle and get ready to blow it. Okay. Yeah. yeah you just, yep, you just bring up your signal whistle like... All right, well, I guess I'll call in some reinforcement or something. Yeah, apparently some sort of monster or something. You're about <laughs> to this see monster it, just, loud. like, busts out of the front door. <laughs> it was a Adrian, kid, this now young Datari in, uh, in red and black comes rushing up quickly, uh, like a horror movie. 
Like Jason Voorhees, this thing just walks, strides out from between Sea Witch Glass and the next house over. Mm -hmm. Moves out and sees you there. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. Its face finally splits in this almost this tearing as it opens up a mouth and a three pronged two foot tongue licks out into the air as if tasting the surrounding salt breeze as it screeches staring towards all of you its arm seems to vibrate uh, before a three foot long blade slowly slides out of the length of its extended arm before it takes in a grip what appears to have been a long sword it was literally keeping inside of its malleable flesh. Wow. Wow. Did anyone happen to name their their junior Tatari Leon or something like that? <laughs> Leon. Uh, they, they were, it seems like based on the description of this, it's, Leon, it seems a lot Chris, like the Jill, uh, Claire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're either in Resident Evil or in XCOM. <laughs> Why not both? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Far back, the other three Tatari, you know, having gone, it's like, oh yeah, Maria's always the first to jump in whenever someone needs help. Probably <laughs> there's a rat and side of their house or something when this thing walks out and rips a sword out of its own protoplasmic flesh singing but all that changed by next morning as it begins to close on you iris what would you like to do oh iris God. the Tatari. do i have any knowledges did i attend school can i make a recall we have society and that's it yeah i was gonna say it's whatever you have on your character sheet i have legal goes, am i gonna get these guards killed can I roll any of the this anything society? Any does this help? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can technically. Um, go ahead and uh, bounce me an occultism check. Iris rolls a four. She doesn't know squat. <laughs> uh, you're pretty sure it's a mud elemental. Technically, that should have been a secret <laughs> check. A, yeah, but yeah, you're pretty oh, yeah. sure it's a mud right elemental. There. Yeah. All right. You're like mud person. <laughs> You've heard of these. You've heard of them from the farmers that live outside of the city. They cr- crawled up from the uh, from underneath the bridge. Mud person. <laughs> sure. Whatever it is, it's horrible. So Iris takes a second to go, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. All right. So she will uh, double move up to right next to Adria as two of her actions. So take two strides right up next to Adria, and I guess I'm going to draw my You're going to do nothing because you recalled knowledge. That's right. (laughs) Yep. So Iris just kind of runs forward, like starts trying to tug at her sword and can't immediately get it free. And she's like, oh, God. Adria's like, oh, God, did I get these kids killed? (laughs) Uh, Tries to tug out her mace because uh, rocking a a mace. You got a dagger and all the rest of that stuff, but mace is kind of their default. Uh, Taking us from there to uh, Gerard. Uh, let's see, Gerard. Sitting here, going on patrol, thinking about his wife and child at home. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna try to recall knowledge. You s- okay? Yeah, did you cultism. say what it was? A it's just a D20. Just a yeah, D20. Just a cultism. Let's, let's see if I can figure out what this is. And it should be a blind GM roll, but I forgot. Uh, you don't know anything about this thing or what it is. Okay. <laughs> you don't know uh, enough to know. You don't think it's a mud person, but it could be a mud person. Then again, mm-hmm. Iris says the weirdest crap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she reads too many comic books. I, I will run up as well. 
Uh, okay. Just use my last two move actions to run up and, and defend this poor citizen of Kintargo. Okay, but none of you have weapons out. How are you going to defend hey, me? I have a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't seen the creature until That's after you, I you drew have an the excuse, whistle. Honey. You have an excuse. That takes us from uh, the Tatari Gerard to uh, to the Tatari Giuseppe, thinking that this is the last thing you needed to date. Your dog is at home having puppies, probably. Very, it's going to be any day now. And, Dare and you? And you know what? This... This may be Giuseppe's first time walking the beat where combat has been necessary, but by God, he's going to actually pull his mace first and then <laughs> run into danger, you crazy people. <laughs> Giuseppe accepts that he knows nothing and pulls his mace and runs away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> We're trying Sila. to assess the situation first. What's so obsessed? There's a monster on the bridge. <laughs> I like that Maria's probably just like, stop there, mud person. <laughs> Uh, okay. I guess I'll look at the quote-unquote mud person and see if I can know something about it. You may make an occultism check if you it so wish. It seems like we're not running. I, Well, maybe I'll run. We'll see. I was going to say, that's kind the of Target executed you. if they run. <laughs> Honestly, mud person sounds right. Hmm. Okay, mud person. Uh, <laughs> okay. I guess I'll stay here a little longer because I've got backup and they have weapons at least. Yeah, so I will with my remaining Unlike two me. actions. <laughs> Unlike me. All I have is magic. Uh, which of these nice children uh, looks... Uh, you know what? You had a whistle. Uh, I guess I'll be like, surely you're not going to just blow the whistle. Uh, and I'll cast uh, Shattering Gem on... I don't remember any of your names. On Maria, because Maria goes I mean, next. We okay. probably haven't had a chance to introduce ourselves yet. So I'm yeah, not exactly. Sure you know it's like, you know, fight first, introductions later. So I just conjure this little floaty gem that's going to circle around you and potentially intercept an attack. Huh. Okay, you got it. I believe in you. Uh, don't die. Okay. <laughs> I believe that is a two-action cast. It is, so that's my turn. That takes us from uh, Adria to uh, to Maria. Ross, give me a, give me a one little uh, physical description for Maria. Like, what stands out about her? She's wearing armor um, the same as all the rest of these people. Yeah, true. What makes her distinctive? She has dark hair that almost flashes purple, I guess, in the right light. Okay. Mm. We'll go with that. Very, very midnight black hair. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, uh, she's going to, I suppose, look at Adria, say, we'll do our job, ma'am. And then oh, blow gosh, into the whistle, kids. first of all. <laughs> okay. So that way, hopefully, somebody from one of the towers has heard this. So you start and to then, blow your, whist your whistle. Interact uh, action. She draws her mace and advances. So that is three actions as she begins to close on the creature. All brave, right. brave Maria. <laughs> and I'm that about to get ripped to, to shreds. Maggie. I don't think her name is actually Maggie anymore. Well, oh, the me. creature formerly known as Maggie. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't know what this... This creature might have a name and it might be Maggie. We don't know. None of us know. It's Mud Person right now as far as we're concerned. Yeah, Mud, mud Bug. <laughs> mud Bug. <laughs> oh, no. Clayface? Clayface. Oh, Clayface, yes. <laughs> That's oh, actually man, what mud. I was thinking from the start was I was like, this is very Clayface. Mm. But from, like, the Batman cartoon. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maggie strides forward. Begins to stride kind of around oh, no. Maria I'm before Maria starts just, like, pivot on the spot. Uh, as, Maria, you, you heft your weapon up, the creature turns, looks at you, and in a child's voice, <gasps> you should run. Oh, we'll go ahead and take a swing action just oh, because gosh. it's here. Gosh. Gonna go ahead and do a strike. We'll just lash out with that uh with that big old long sword there. Oh god. 
That's a 22 to hit Maria. <laughs> yep, that'll hit. Maria, make a flat check. Maria. I just met a girl named Maria. Slices out, striking into her for 13 <laughs> points of damage as blood no! splatters free. Uh, the yeah. gem does not intercept. No. So, ow! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, more than half her hit points right there. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We're all brave Datari that are going to be dying for you. <laughs> Adria's not going to let some kids die for her. You what are you? Have 20, 30 children. 50 <laughs> children. And uh, you know what? It's just going to see whether or not that's going to be. Well, there's a whole bunch of the rest of you there. Yeah, I mean, Maria clutches her side as there's a giant welling of blood. The scale mail, it does nothing. No. <laughs> nothing. I might as well be wearing tissue paper. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's going to go ahead and uh, just throw a quick demoralize out there um, uh, as it rips its blade free. Yeah, that'll, uh, that'll frighten one me. Uh, the DC is 15. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was the DC? <laughs> Uh, 15. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. It's my will DC, right? Yes, so, it is your will yeah. DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, you are, uh, you're currently uh, frightened one. Oof. Uh, as it has uh, demoralized you in addition to everything else it just did to you. Taking us from there to uh, Iris. Well, this thing is scary. All give right. Me a, give um, me a distinctive thing about Iris. Iris has gray eyes. Gray That's- eyes. Maybe a little bit of that uh, Darahan blood. <laughs> just in the distant, the distant cousin. Yeah. 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 Uh, Iris married you know? a castner somewhere down the line, and, you know, the castner chili. And Iris you know, popped the, out. Yeah. yeah. Chiliax. Chiliax is part of. Why not? part of Taldor. True. But uh, anyway, um, I guess I will draw my mace. Okay. You pull your mace. And then uh, move forward up next to Maria. All right, you begin to form the line. And she's going to attempt to strike with her mace. Very well. She rolls an 18 for 27. Hey, Hey, not bad. Really good. That is a hit as you run forward and swing the mace into this thing. Uh, She does five points of damage. Ow. Very well. Uh, Your mace rebounds off of the thing to no effect. Oh, no. Um... That's okay, a real Iris problem. Prob- at this point, Iris probably just kind of lets out a shriek. Like, oh, my. <laughs> like, oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, crud. But that's the end of Iris's turn. Yep. Bring us and to Iris's uh, life, probably in a couple turns. <laughs> Gerard. Uh, well, Give me a distinctive thing about Gerard. Gerard is a pale dude with black hair who looks like Gerard Way. Okay. <laughs> he has an excellent singing voice. Yeah. He has an excellent singing voice. Okay. <laughs> excellent. Uh, okay. Well, he really wanted uh, to be a bard, but his parents wouldn't let him do that, so he had you to go to the Atari. the bills. So he's got a band on the side, you know, but <laughs> they haven't really Last taken night. off yet. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just had a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, holy crap. Okay. Well, poor Gerard is gonna try to <laughs> get up there and do something. Draw my mace, and then ready to like hold the line so if it gets through my two friends it will then I, yes <laughs> but then that way i'm here to like so i went to ready so i'm gonna pull my mace and then i shall ready to defend all right so you uh you pull your mace and uh you ready yes in case it gets through the line taking us from uh gerard to giuseppe give me a distinctive thing about giuseppe 
Uh, that I butchered the spelling of Giuseppe. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. But that's not a yeah. distinctive thing about Arby. <laughs> that's not, that's not a distinctive characteristic. I apologize to all of Italy for misspelling Giuseppe so badly. How did you spell so Giuseppe? Badly. So it's like Joseph, I spelled it J-O-S-E-P-I. No, it's G-U-I-S-E-P-E. No, G-U-I-S-E-P-E. I will point out that yeah, this that is a fantasy world that could just be how Giuseppe is spelled in Chile. Don't like it. Don't it's like just it. It's like how people Teacher. spell, like, you know, there's like 10, way, 10 ways to spell, you know, Catherine now. You know, it's like mm. that. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> so anyway, Giuseppe, uh, who has a very unique spelling of his name, um, well known for his uh, exceedingly luxurious long black hair. <laughs> okay. Is going to go ahead. It's all curls. I was like, one, we're chillish. He spends a lot of time on it. You say luxuriously, and I'm just picturing now that it's like that musketeer style where it's super curly and falls down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seeing how well the mace worked against this creature, um, (laughs) Giuseppe looks in his inventory, realizes there's a short bow. Uh, We'll go ahead and drop the mace. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pull my short bow. Oh. Okay. Oh, I was just okay. saying, oh, there is a short bow. <laughs> Didn't mm-hmm. see that. It wasn't under my melee weapon. Drop that. You don't whip say. that. And I'm going to try to shoot this creature. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You pull With your, uh, your short bow. You know, yell out to uh, to Iris. Iris, uh, fortunately, you know, again, you guys, you've trained together. You're Datari. You're official. Pull back the arrow and fire. All right. You unleash an arrow towards it. Uh, roll a 15 for a 24. A 24 will strike your target as uh, as this Datari yells out. Uh, Iris ducks down. This arrow shoots past her and slams into this. Uh, slamming him for four points of piercing damage. Four points of piercing damage. That seems to do something to it as it rocks hey. back. The arrow slams into it. Okay, well, uh, I'll try it again. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, roll an 11 for a 15. A 15, however, will not strike your target ah. as the uh, the arrow shoots past and just shoots into the uh, the front window of uh, Sea Witch Glass. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Giuseppe just slow turns to look at Adria. <laughs> the city will pay for that, I promise. Yeah, but he's not the paperwork. Just stop. <laughs> Bring us to uh, to the top of the next round, Adria Sila. Oh, Adrian doesn't feel confident about this group. But, um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but the creatures I will point out feet. that this is the same stat block for Datari that Niccolo beat one of them down a little bit <laughs> during the very first fight you guys did. These yep. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Adrian's these like. These are the baby Datari. I don't think I have to run yet. Yeah, I have these no are good old creature friends. level one Datari. Um, so I'm just going to call some lightning down with a Tempest Surge, um, and now okay. the creature is within 30 feet and can make and a And if the Datari didn't hear Maria's whistle, they'll definitely... They'll hear the, the crack of <laughs> the lightning. Unfortunately, it does fail. It doesn't critically fail, but does fail. No, no, no Maggie it fails. fails. It doesn't get a hero points. It gets villain points. Oh, oh, I thought you said you failed. <laughs> the no, it failed. Fail, yay. <laughs> yeah. It can take 17 electricity Ooh. damage. Ow, oh. sweet Jesus. And it can be clumsy, too, for a round. And it also has persistent, one persistent electricity. Actually, I think it's a couple persistent at this point. Hold on. Uh, Heighten, this is a third level spell. So it actually takes three persistent energy per level, or per round. Wow. Uh, Yeah, a fork of lightning descends down from the heavens. Uh, Basically, there's this uh, swirling storm of violet winds and roiling clouds surround this as they begin cracking off, as I'm sure... uh, uh, the ladies, Maria and uh, Iris, the ones that have stepped up to the fore, just kind of 
probably backpedal as this uh, yeah. shopkeeper like, apparently has magical powers. Uh, and then I cast shield on myself because I don't have any armor on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's Your true. If creature down, gets around to you. It's like, well. <laughs> Take us from uh, Adria to Maria. Well, you're terrified and bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Things are going great. <laughs> and also, again, like some sort of a horror movie, Jason or Michael Myers or something. This thing just got hit in the side and did nothing. Yep. The arrow seemed to have affected it. Although even mm. as you watch, its malleable flesh starts to like constrict and the arrow pops back out as it clatters to the ground. Okay, it's going to be easier to hit. It's going to be easier to hit. It is bleeding something that vaguely looks like a combination of red and orange paint, which oh. weeps out of its wound. Ooh. I don't like that either. Um, let's see. Maria blows another time on the signal whistle. Probably (laughs) somewhat panicked. I'd eye eye with it, and the first thing you do is go. (laughs) I like to think that the whistle's just still clenched in her lips as she's just just blowing blowing it wildly as she's (laughs) breathing. (laughs) Like, come on, come on, anybody. By the way, you're close to almost in the middle of this span, which is about 450 feet across. So you're like the nearest tower is about 200 feet, 250 feet away. Oh, crud. Yeah. It'll I definitely want to make it forever to get to us. True. But at the very least, hopefully with hopefully all of these noises, <laughs> uh, I will go ahead with my next action. Uh, well, first as a free action, I will now drop the signal whistle. I think we're, we're done with that at the moment. Um, with second action, draw a dagger. Very well. And, uh, yeah, let's go on ahead and try to stab this guy. Woohoo, we believe in you. It should be a little bit easier to hit because it is clumsy. It's true. I am frightened, unfortunately. But <laughs> still, that's a good roll. A 17 for a 25. Nice. A 25 will strike your target as you bring your uh, your dagger around and lash out at this thing. We may not well, be the smartest, go. but we do have good to hit. Are you uh, slashing or piercing? Uh, I believe it defaults to piercings. That's probably what I'm going to be It's true, using. but it is versatile slashing, so you may choose. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with piercing. We know okay. arrows affect the creature. So. Very well. You thrust your dagger into the thing. Uh, for Ooh. seven points of piercing damage. Nice. That, yeah, that hurts it. As you thrust your, uh, your dagger into Maggie, the creature stumbles back from the stab. Oof. All right, that is my turn. No? Okay. <laughs> Does not die. Uh, that brings us to Maggie. Not for lack of trying. That wasn't nice. The child's voice comes from this thing. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, it will go ahead and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to start with a swing at uh, at Maria. Yeah, oh. makes sense. So uh, let's go ahead and... It's an 18 to hit Maria. So, sadly, an 18 is her armor class. Uh, wait a minute. This gem thing, though, shouldn't that block the attack? If I get a DC 11. It has a flat check to be able to oh, block the attack. Oh, you have to get above. Is it say above an 11? Yeah, above succeed. an 11. Oh, yes. okay. Or an 11 or above, rather, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it lashes out with its long sword, striking Maria for 13. Oh, God. Like, that is, uh, yeah. So it spins the blade, rams its sword through her chest before kicking her off. Looks over at Iris. I told her to run. <laughs> and we'll go ahead and swing a second time. No! Uh, Yikes. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. That is a 20 to hit Iris. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
slicing into Iris for 14 points of damage as she's probably Aha. stunned watching Maria go down before this blade slices across. You know, Maggie's still got an action left. Yeah. It's going to go ahead and just stare over at uh, at Iris as it slams its sword through her shoulder. Ooh. Lanes in. You can still save yourself. I believe a 15 will succeed on a demoralized yeah. check to give you At the frightened yeah, one condition. Oh my. This is a sticky situation. I don't like it. Taking is from Maggie, who looks past, uh, you know, Iris as wrenches its blade free. I went to deck. <sighs> a drunken wreck. Bringing us to Iris. Well, we're lawful evil Datari members, so. That lawful. Um, mm. I'm gonna drop my mace, pull okay. my dagger, and strike. I mean, this is your job. Yep. You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, I roll a 15 for a 24. A 24? Yeah, 24 is gonna strike your foe. She does six points of piercing damage. Stabbing into this thing as, uh, you know, again, you just saw your your friend go down right next to you. You've worked this beat with her for two years. <laughs> <laughs> she was about 20 minutes away from retirement. More like 20 years, but still. Well, yeah, well you know. <laughs> it's sadder if it was about to happen. Yeah. She just bought that pottery wheel. She was about to start up her own business. Mm. I, one, more, one more strike. You got to try again? All right. Will a 22 hit it? A 22 will strike your target. Her second dagger swing does five points of damage or stab. They c it killed my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Iris is just screaming and stabbing wildly at this thing. Screaming, stabbing into this thing. Um, that was your third action, taking us from there to uh, Gerard. Yeah, that thing just murdered your friend. <laughs> okay, so the maces didn't seem to work from what... I could see, right? I mean, it seemed to have resisted that somehow. The dagger seemed to have worked fine. Okay. Although it's in the process of murdering Iris now. <laughs> uh, Gerard is going to drop his mace, draw Reaction. his dagger, run up, and stab. All right. Gerard rushes to the fore, uh, taking up the next position and holding this line here. There is an innocent civilian. There are tons of innocent civilians around here, but there is an innocent civilian in the road. Mm -hmm. Quote-unquote innocent, sure. You are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Ger Gerard is apparently real ticked <laughs> off that his friend is gone. Uh, I rolled a nat 20 for it. Oh, my God, these guards nice. are attacking really well. I got yeah, I was going to say, it's a good thing they didn't do this well during that first episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go rushing forward. Yeah, it's unfortunate your lieutenant called in sick today, so you had to go do the patrol without the oh. lieutenant. Oh, no. But yeah, He's Gerard rushes this. forward, stabs ahead. Uh, that is a critical hit, as uh, Perfect right. 20 will automatically hit and critical. Nice. Uh, so that would be a total of uh, 14 points of damage. Ow! Jeez! Yeah, as this Detroit runs forward, leaps, stabs into the neck of this thing, for the first time, its cool visage seems to slip. I mean, it's still a faceless mask, uh, but you can hear it bellow in pain in response to this as you stab. You don't think it was supposed to be anywhere vital, really, but you also don't know what this thing's internal makeup even is as your blade rams into it. It's livers it. in its neck. <laughs> Gerard's probably like, save yourself! Get back! <laughs> okay, well, first of all, I think I might need to save you, but yeah, okay. 
You're just a we shopkeeper, as far as these people are concerned. Yeah, we don't know. A shopkeeper dropped lightning from the sky, but you know. Uh, that takes us from Gerard to Giuseppe. Uh, keep firing. <laughs> just keep firing. Giuseppe's like, I'm not Fire getting wildly. up there. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that is a uh, 7 for a 16. A uh, 16 will not hit. I think uh, Giuseppe's oh, no. starting to panic. So as he just starts panic, firing panic on the rows. Panic shot. That's a 10 for a 14 panic shot. Okay. No. Oh, no. no. A 12 oh, for an 11 no. panic shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that frightened one condition now. <laughs> <laughs> just let me start shooting wildly at this thing. <laughs> There's windows just crashing all over the place. <laughs> shoots through there, flies over, like one of them just shoots over one of the houses entirely. <laughs> He's just going to start panic rolling next. Uh, taking us from Giuseppe to Adria Sila. He's wearing heavy armor. He's fat rolling. He's not panic rolling. <laughs> it's fair, just yeah. that. <laughs> Well, it's the dude. slow tumble in Elden Ring. <laughs> this creature looks hurt, so I'm kill it. Okay, all right, here we go. I've and got another focus point. If it bleeds, point. we can kill it, even if the blood is paint. Sure, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna focus point um, or focus spell again and, and throw some more lightning on it with the tempest surge, so it can make a reflex save. All right, Maggie will tip to get out of the way of that. I really want this thing's name to actually be Maggie. <laughs> True. So, that is an 11, which I believe is a critical failure. <gasps> oh! Oh, um, <laughs> oh my god. So that's going to be 42 points of electricity. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. My goodness. A blast of electricity breaks over the exterior of this creature as it seems to screech literally biting down hard enough to bite through its own three-pronged tongue <laughs> before it spasms and collapses to the ground Whoa. under the onslaught of electricity oh, and God. stabs from these dotari. All right. Uh, Adria, with her last action, I guess, is going to rush up to Maria, who she, I mean, she's probably dead, but who knows? Yeah, unfortunately, mm. that was, uh, yeah. Aww. I mean, Iris would be on her knees beside, you know, Maria checking for a pulse and trying to do it. You know, we don't. Maybe she's just down. That's what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that last stab went through, like, nicked the heart at the very least, but went through the the lungs. G Gerard turns to Adrian and goes, "What in the hell's is that? Uh, which uh, which pot?" Are you okay? I like, wait, this kid is not even hurt. I, I look at Iris. I, here, here, let me help you. Let me help you. I heal, I'll heal Iris back I up. I mean, Iris is ugly crying at this point. You know, her best friend's dead. Yeah, <laughs> I toss down like a, a, a heal spell, probably just a first level because it looks like you're not very strong. <laughs> Giuseppe collects himself, drops the bow, runs over to Maria, collapses. We were about to go on our first day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to give her a puppy. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 It's okay. Oh. It's okay, honey. Oh, my heartstrings. <laughs> These are the unsung heroes. I, I'll make tea while we wait on you back up and, and deal with all this. Yeah. You saved my life. So thank you. Yeah. 
Major is sitting there like I have to. I'm gonna have to remember this every time I have to snap a Atari in the future. I'm remembering all the. I need all your names and badge numbers. I need Atari can live. <laughs> yeah, you get a pass. You get to a fight later. You're like, that's Giuseppe. Don't stab him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The cavalry, yes, uh, figuratively and literally arrives <laughs> about a minute or so later because they had to get down there. They heard the signal whistle, determined where it was. They passed on the signal. Uh, mounted road here, but unfortunately. Uh, even as fast as the response time is on Bleak Bridge, you know, not in time as a priest of Asmodeus uh, that's assigned with one of the towers steps over and, and checks and slowly brings his hand down to uh, to close Maria's eyes. She's in Lord Asmodeus's hands now. Adria doesn't show like, oh, poor her. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go, ew. <laughs> May she walk in power through fields of flames and brimstone for all of time. Did she have family? I'd like to send them something. You kind of look over at Giuseppe and Iris, who are ugly crying, holding one another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, again, I think uh, Gerard was already basically falling into business where what the heck was this thing? And then as everyone else is showing up, there's a kind Iris of collecting tells a Adria statement that at this she's point. like the oldest daughter of like seven children and oh, her geez. family. You know? <laughs> she really needed this job. <laughs> she was trying to provide. It's okay. Adria makes a mental note. Okay. Yes. I will send them like a weekly allotment of things. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I'll adopt all six of the siblings. Yes. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. well, we never said they were orphans. <laughs> well, I don't know. And, and you all are, y'all are all stationed at, uh, at this tower. At the southeast tower of, uh, they don't actually refer to it, uh, it's Argo Bridge is technically the actual name for Bleak Bridge. Bleak Bridge is just what everyone calls it. Mm. Technically at the southeast tower of uh, Argo Station. Okay, well you can come by anytime, you know, if you ever need anything. Um, I'm like patting them and and checking their little faces, (laughs) especially the crying ones. Uh, but Gerard is uh, is able to basically sits down and takes uh, Adria's statement. Um, what all do you tell him? I met a child and they looked like they needed help. So I offered for them to come if they ever needed anything. Then they didn't take me up on it. And then uh, I came home. I went to sleep. I heard this creepy little girl song as they creeped up to my door. I went to check. They melted into this giant abomination. Uh, I jumped out my window uh, and then I ran into you all. That's pretty much it. I mean, Iris will vouch for the child, the creature speaking in a creepy little girl voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Let's say, yeah, you were there for that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can at least corroborate that it could speak like a little creepy girl. And we did see it expel a sword from its body. Yeah, yeah. it was wild. That yep. was, yeah. <laughs> then maybe it's some sort of mud elemental, which seems weird, but I don't know. Adrian, go ahead and make me a perception roll. I will perceive. But, huh. Adria, you're able to, to glance over this real quick. Again, uh, for about the next hour or so, you're kind of taking statements. The uh, They're not as thorough, uh, maybe, as you would immediately, because, again, they're these guards. Uh, again, most of the guards that showed up are from that station. They've worked with Maria for the last two years. Uh, obviously, they're somewhat, you know, you do get mm-hmm. a couple of follow-up questions. Uh, where was this child? You explain, I imagine, that out past the salt market. Yeah, on the salt market. What were you doing out in the salt market? You were buying meat pies. No, that's past the salt market. Oh right. Didn't you? Didn't you say Adria bought some like kitchen something something in the last episode? Yeah, yeah. I did buy did. stuff. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Shopping. some kitchen supplies. Yeah. 
So you do also over here, uh, in addition to like this conversation, you can see off towards the side where one of the lieutenants is uh, talking to the priest of Asmodeus, who mentions a word that sounds important, although you don't understand what its importance is, but seems to be in reference to what has just happened. Huh. I'm just going to log this away and write a letter later. They do take your statements. Of course, it's well past curfew. Um, and then say, you know, hey, we're going to investigate this. We're going to need to look around your house. We'll take you in there. Uh, do you have a bag? And you can just basically be like, oh, yeah, my bag's over there, which is your, you know, adventuring pack with yeah, all my of your mom stuff. Bag, yeah, my mom's bag, yeah. Which would they offer stuff. to escort you um, to someplace else that you can stay? Either an inn, if you would like to stay at an inn, or, uh, or a friend's house, if you prefer. I don't want to put anyone out, so I'll stay at an inn. Then, uh, yeah, they can take you... Uh, I mean, the closest inn is there's technically uh, rooms to rent over Clinchdall's Tavern. You know that guy. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's just on the other side of the bridge. You don't have to pay the toll. They, they don't worry about it. And in fact, actually, when they show up there, since they're the ones doing the investigation, they, you know, hand you a piece of paperwork and uh, uh, over to you and over to Clinchdaws for you to receive a basically for Clinchdaws to receive a refund from oh. the city to cover uh, your stay there. Great. Informing you that, you know, you'll be able to return basically to check back in. Uh, at noon tomorrow with the uh, the Datari on the bridge to see whether or not they finish their investigation of your uh, domicile mm. to make sure that everything is safe. I, I mentally make sure that there's nothing in my house that's going to get me in trouble. I don't think there is. We're okay. Uh, if, I mean, they might, they might be bag. able to find you for your mints because I believe you did specifically say that you kept mint tea. But other than that, you don't think. Yes. <laughs> if they rifle through my kitchen and find my mint tea. Oh, I mean, that's okay. assuming they're going to toss your house, which they may but, have I mean, no you reason provide, to do you that. You provided some free healing and everything else to one of I the... I did free healing and, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess once I'm settled in my room at Clinchjaws, I'm going to write a note to whatever our, you know, phone tree order is. That is essentially like, um, Maggie was, in fact, a creepy, horrible thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she melted. I'll tell you more later. Attacked me in my bed. Tori <laughs> <laughs> helped out. I'm saying no she melted and then there was a horrible thing. <laughs> she melted, you know. I can write as much as I want. This is a letter. <laughs> um, do you set up a location to uh, to meet up? Yeah, I'm going to do. I also mentioned. I just. I would just creature. say, like, meet at the usual place so that, you know, if this is yeah. intercepted. And I've just got, like, at the normal place. I imagine Cesare reads this bleary-eyed in the middle of the night when this raven arrives and looks over at Raven. Disgruntled old Raven, by the way, because he's kind of a disgruntled And looks over one. at Raven and goes, did she write the melted? Yeah, looks like. <laughs> it melted. Just, just showed up at my house, melted. There we go. It was it's, it's about It's about 1.30 in the morning, although Raven had the, the zoomies and was just running around, so it's quite <laughs> Cesare would send the letter and the next thing and then we just let everybody, everybody reads this goes this is weird puts the next raven on to send it to the next person <laughs> so basically everyone you do do a quick like circle of ravens mm-hmm. a little yeah, murder of uh, which sounds actually, like what are ravens in a, the circle of ravens circle of ravens yeah, yeah. does anybody send anything back to me <laughs> Well, I think the last the person the in line would be uh, would be Rexus, which would basically send you a thing back that said, you know, hey, everyone got this. You know, we'll see you at the the usual place <laughs> tomorrow at dawn. Okay, it's a little bit early for all of you to meet up. However, uh, Rexus does send out a message to uh, Adria asking them to show up as uh, they've had a breakthrough. Hey, nice. nice. I imagine it's probably a fairly sleepless night for Adria because now you're in a weird place after having just been attacked. <laughs> yeah. I got a poor kid killed. 
You didn't get them killed. They were killed they were in the doing line their of duty. Job. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Adria barely sleeps. And then in the morning, just dark, heavy circles under her eyes. She gets like a huge coffee with like so many extra shots. <laughs> and then she goes down into the base. Adria, you, you do manage. You get to a little bit of sleep. Uh, Rinston Clinchjaw, you know, again, you helped him out previously with that whole Vendelfeck incident where there was a mm-hmm. weird fairy dragon living in his house. Uh, or living in his tavern, provides you a free breakfast. Oh, thanks. It's not great. That's fine. I cannot <laughs> taste it anyway because I'm still a little out of it. I imagine all of you uh, get up the next morning and uh, all of you set off, uh, making your way through the uh, the city streets before you eventually arrive at the pointed meeting place as you all arrive at uh, Long Road's Coffee. Again, the darkest, blackest coffee. <laughs> Say Nikola definitely arrives last out of everybody. Everybody else is. Oh much yeah, closer. yeah. We're all the rest mm-hmm. of us are much closer than you are. It's early morning at this point, uh, which is some of the busiest time for long roads. As you kind of you make your way in again, I there's a couple of uh, tables back in the back. You kind of wave them over. Laria brings you in. She set aside a table uh, since Rexus gave her heads up that you guys were coming. Uh, so set aside a table in one of the isolated corners up for all of you out of a moment to catch up. I imagine each of you make your way in one after the next. There's some uh, banana bread muffins. Delightful. Set out on the table for everyone. Yay. I could really go for a banana bread muffin now. I know. No, I really <laughs> it does want sound banana good. Bread. It does sound really good. I guess just Nicolo, don't forget to pay your toll because you do have to cross mm. the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it is what it is. I'm not going to miss the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to miss yeah. the meeting over one silver piece or whatever. I guess exactly. once everybody here, Adria is going to fill you in on the story and then add. Um, and I didn't get to take it or anything because, of course, there were Datari, but. Uh, Maggie was wearing a symbol of uh, like a bejeweled skeletal hand. So, bejeweled skeletal hand. And I overheard the Asmodean talk about Ugathals. Whatever Ugathals? that is. Uga what? I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know if I know because I haven't made a recall knowledge. But Oh, uh, first off, I, don't know. I believe you did make a recall knowledge. You tried an occult check whenever you saw the thing. Oh, uh, unfortunately, okay. that okay, doesn't cool. re- jog your memory any more than that. Uh, well, first off, anyone that wishes to may make me a recall knowledge on religion. That skeletal hand is the symbol of Mahatala, the cultists we were already looking for. Oh, Queen of Hell. And we're somehow on her radar? Oh, because we talked to Maggie. We talked to Maggie, and we're looking for the missing children. I think mm. the whole thing about Vire was a red herring. It was yes. not even true, probably. Probably not. Which means the cult probably has him. Which means we have a new lead. I mean, do we? It's already what we were thinking. Now it's just more or less confirmation. Why would she feed us a lie about it unless she had something to hide? Uh, more processing that it gives us answers. Uh, I'll also allow anyone that wishes to to make me an occult check. Judging by your description, Adria, I think the creature, Maggie, uh, was an Ugathol? Oh, yeah, that's the word. Yes, a, a faceless stalker. Uh, shapeshifters used to infiltrate and assassinate. So you are important mm. enough to be assassinated. That's something. I guess that makes me feel better. Wait, what's the difference between when you're just killed or murdered versus assassinated? That was that was the joke that she's Intent, now important enough that it's assassinated instead of murdered. But I mean, assassination anyway. usually means somebody orders a hit, basically. Yes, um, and these tend to do the bidding of their creators. Uh, the, if I'm remembering correctly, the Eldritch Algolthu. 
but uh Oh gosh. <laughs> Sometimes known as apoliths. But even some of them can be quote unquote free of their masters and still act toward a goal even if they don't understand that goal. Mm. Hmm. So this may have been a free agent working independently? They also drink blood. They use their tongue. Oh. Usually they'll leave triple puncture wounds near major arteries and sometimes people attribute the, their kills to vampires. Have we heard Which any? makes me wonder if the missing children that we've heard all the stories about with the cult, with the Church of Nidal and vampires being there is actually true. It could have been this cult all along. Hmm. And they've just decided the wounds from faceless stalkers were actually wounds from vampires. Clever way to cover their tracks. Which means that we really need to be pounding the proverbial pavement and trying to find these people. I just know they're somewhere down in the sewers. Hmm. Which means we need more information. Well, I mean, until then, we've at least got the graveyard. So we could uh, go there because we don't have anything more definitive. Mm -hmm. Why do we think it's the graveyard again? Someone, someone at the bar once told you that they thought that there was a ghost head of the Thieves Guild that was kidnapping children to make them work for the Thieves Guild. Oh, yeah, which theoretically could be tied to the cult. I mean, if they're using Nidal to cover their tracks, it would make sense that they're using the, the Thieves' Guild to also cover their tracks, because nobody seems to know that they're around. So. Okay, well, I have to go get my house back at noon, and mm. I have to look up a family and, like, give them something, because uh, one of the Dotari got killed by this thing, and I feel bad about mm. that. Oh, how well, I mean, it wasn't your fault. You should have seen them. They were real wet behind the ears. Well... Oh. Hey, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better. Hmm. I can understand that. I'm also like, I've got to buy some donuts to take to the guard tower. <laughs> they like and donuts, those guards right? will forever be my, my favorite people. Not my favorite people, but... <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask about the puppies. I, I have a feeling this cult may have just settled into the old thieves guild. Mm -hmm. it's, we know it's located somewhere in the sewers. It's protected from scrying. Rich enough families could cobble together enough money to have someone try to scry on their child. They couldn't find them that way. It just seems strange to me is all. I don't think you're going to get any argument from us. We just got to find it. Yeah. Which is what um, Octavia wanted us to do anyway. If all of you want to go investigate the graveyard, I think I'll help Rexus continue to try to decipher the documents. There has to be a clue to where the Thieves' Guild is in the Hell Knight documentation that we took, and we did promise them to find them their old stronghold as soon as possible. If you wouldn't mind some help, I could certainly try. Oh, I'm already planning on taking the week off. So I imagine all of you make your way down there. Make your way back to your little back room area where you've got the large map of the city across the back wall. You've got your table in here. Uh, there's just enough room. It's kind of like when... Uh, uh, back in the day when I was in apartments and I would somehow squeeze a giant four foot by six foot table into a small room and then make everyone sit around that to play Pathfinder. It's kind of <laughs> that same thing where it's, mm. you know, you can you can't get by people if anyone's sitting in their chairs, but uh, you can it's squeeze nice into intimate. this back room. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, there aren't chairs around this table as all of you are just kind of standing over this desk that has chairs all take these, up too much space. Yeah, all these uh, papers laid out across it. Uh, Laurie has already provided a, another round of uh coffees down here for everyone okay oh so um 
Uh, first, first off, hopefully everyone's been doing well. Yeah, sure. Haven't been murdered yet. Yet. Well, Rexus, you said you had a breakthrough on this uh, secret messages and stuff. Yes. Well, uh, again, I, I figured out the basic uh, uh, code, but unfortunately, it was just a matter of time at that point to, to be able to go through all these documents to figure out exactly what's been going on, to uh, go through everything and figure this out. And uh, I think I have a destination for all of you. He looks over the map behind him. So the documents detailed a great deal of the the history of the the Order of the Torrent, uh, their time in Cantargo, basically covering uh, everything that they could. And unfortunately, with uh, the Order of the Nell's occupation, uh, we can't gain access to any more information. However, there is a, a bit of information that you will doubtlessly found, uh, find of uh, great uh, interest. The Thieves' Guild that was... Uh, that the Order of the Torrent was responsible for destroying and that the were responsible for the downfall of their leadership. The uh, Grey Spiders were based out of a secret underground guild hall beneath a casino. Huh. A place known as the Lucky Bones in Old Cantargo. Hmm. Uh, it's only a couple blocks away from the Tooth and Nell. Oh. Huh. Lucky oh, Bones, lucky. eh? Does it say anything about twins? Because I kept hearing that they like to take twins for some reason. The gray spiders. Uh, the gray spider. No, um, nothing that I saw. Okay. Although they they were known to engage uh, not only in the uh, the theft of uh, property, but according to this, the theft of people, uh, mm-hmm. abductions. They would get people uh, addicted to drugs, and then once they were insensible, uh, take them and sell them. Hmm. That's what would have gotten in Order of the Thorns uh, attention to begin with. It, it mm-hmm. was, yes. Um, it, it says here that the uh, the building was the front for the Guild of Thieves and Abductors, known as the Grey Spiders, and that when the Order learned of the Grey Spiders were involved in a kidnapping slavery ring uh, tied to the cult of Norgaber, uh, they were confronted. Mm. And they responded by uh, assassinating the Lictor, Rhea, the heroic founder of the Order of the Torrent. Hmm. And eventually, the Order of the Torrent brought their full might down uh, on them. And that when they were done, the Grey Spiders were no more. The uh, Lictor's successor, uh, Lictor Yell, made the, according to these documents, a curious choice. They didn't fully explore the building. Huh. They chose to seal off the Lucky Bones rather than fully explore it. Does that say why? Specifically in here, it just references um, a, the doors were sealed by order of the torrent, all holdings within awaiting arbitration. Uh, it says here, the lady of graves have mercy on the souls of those who perished within. What? Surely they didn't seal in people, right? I, th- I think they may have buried the guild masters alive. Oh, God. And they might have only done that because there was something in there that they thought couldn't get out. It's possible. Uh, again, it's they mention the the documents here are somewhat uh, disheveled, disorderly. And they talk about some sort of uh, flooding of the chambers, and that mm. some of the Hell Knights were lost in this flood. Oh. It's possible oh. that they might have just assumed that the flooded sections, everyone was dead, and just sealed the doors or they might have just felt that it was necessary because the order of the torrent was always very small and from what I could gather here the thieves guild actually outnumbered them 
Did okay. you find anything about what happened after this with the trials against the leaders of the Order? It says shortly after this was when um, others in the Order discovered that Yell and some of his subordinates had sought to preserve the Grey Spider's ill-gotten gains for themselves. Supposedly, part of the leadership's decision to seal the complex was that they had planned to return to the complex to loot it. Yell and the others were charged with corruption and expelled, and many of them executed. And the command of the Order of Torrent passed to Lictor Akamo Hymergus. Uh, However, um, Lictor Akamo was the one that placed the charges on his higher-ups as well. And that seems to have soured the entire experience and then led to them burying this entirely. Hmm. Um, Lictor Akamo never followed up. There's there's no further information about this being false accusations, where these accusations were, came from, if he found the, it, proof. It looked like there was some debate because it seems like most of this was decided based on the testimony of the Hell Knight, Arcamo Hymergus. But he also seems to have been the one to benefit the most from it, which led to a great deal of a shadow, if you will, over his mm. uh, time as the leadership of the Order. Uh, it, it says here that uh, uh, the records pertaining towards this incident were sealed. Uh, the No one ever followed up with the uh, the ruins under the lucky bones. Lictor Akamos was ashamed of the entire episode and forbade any of the rest of the, uh, the Order of the Hell Knights from investigating it. Hmm. And eventually it just slipped from memory. But it seems like the chambers still exist beneath the gambling hall. Never mapped, never officially reported. Uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, not only were they expunged here, but they were expunged from public record. Mm. Uh, even someone with access, even if the the city uh, chose to try to investigate this place, the city records don't even show that this place exists. Well, that could be good for us. It does make it the perfect place to hide out. It's true. Of course, uh, it doesn't mean that something else hasn't moved in or... Um, if you bury a bunch of people alive, mm -hmm. um, there's probably going to be unquiet spirits. And if it's flooded, then that means that there could very well be access from the sewers as well. Exactly. It could be where our cult is. Mm. It could be all connected. So I suppose uh, now it's just a matter of deciding what to do with it. Well, he takes a pen, walks over to the, the wall, and then sticks a little pen down mm -hmm. into the uh, the southwesternmost portion of the city of Cantargo, the Lucky Bones, a mere couple of blocks away, uh, literally only half a block away from the Cantargo safe house that you'd received from the Hell Knights. <laughs> well, I think it's time to go see the King of Floatsam. Isn't he like further? He's further north, though. He's an right? odd like, daughter. Yes, he's an odd daughter. He's an odd daughter. But he said he would bless us, which would be helpful if we're going to go water. Yeah. And now, of course, you'll have to figure out uh, exactly what you're going to do and how you're going to approach this situation. Well, the good thing is, next if nobody time. knows about this... Mm. Oh, God. Ah. Yay, next time. Yeah, as I was trying to posit things. That's no true. You can posit things next time. Yeah. I will posit later. But hey, You'll we've got a direction. Yes. We've got a target. We've got a place to go. Actual intelligence. Stay on target. Potentially yep. a horrible thing to open and unleash upon the city. Oh, yeah. No, who knows what we're going to unleash on the city by opening this place up? <laughs> well, hopefully we're going to stop anything from being unleashed. <laughs> 
Yeah, and whatever it is may have been creeping out on its own anyway mm-hmm. without our intervention. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be like the uh, was it the mayor or the assistant mayor turning off the uh, the containment field in Ghostbusters, mm, and then everything the flies out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. a bad idea. Uh, such a good movie. <laughs> Anyway, of course, uh, we do want to take an opportunity to thank all of our patrons for their continued support their patronage. You are all, of course, uh, uh, the Tatari coming to the rescue of the podcast, if you will, um, rushing in to <laughs> yeah. save all of us. They're usually the bad guys, but this is uh, this is an exception to that rule. I, for one, would like to welcome our new patron overlords. <laughs> <laughs> so do want to take an opportunity, of course, to thank a couple of our patrons by name. And we're going to go ahead and start that off. Uh, I would like to take an opportunity to thank Josh Pritchard. Ah. I've recognized that name. I've seen that name a ton of times. So yeah, thank sure. you, Josh, for your continued sure support. Have. Yeah, but I would like to thank Alan Loth, which is thank a great Thank you, name. Alan. Mm-hmm. Loth. Yes. I like that. I would to like say. to thank uh, Crawford Hampson. Mm. Oh, Crawford. That's a that's refined a good name. name right there, Crawford yes. Hampson. Crawford. It always makes that's me right. think of Crawford Tillinghast. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Anyway. Um, I don't understand that reference. All right. So, and I would like to thank Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Awesome. The All the Anthony. Anybody with the name Anthony, thank you. No, just the Anthony. Just Anthony. <laughs> the artist thank formerly known as Anthony. Uh, and I would like to thank uh, Notger Kirchgastner. Or I-, I think I've got that right. Hopefully my, my uh, German ancestors aren't cringing right now. <laughs> we do our best. We try hard. Um, we don't know how to pronounce the, uh, the the strange symbols of we're Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote strange. <laughs> no, oh my God. It's, it's, it's known as the Eschet or Sharfs or a sharp S. So yeah, it should be Kirchgastner, I believe is how you Gassner. say it. Uh, but yeah, so Notker Kirchgastner. Your guess is as good as mine, but thank you for your continued support. For sure. mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Long time patron. For listening to us butcher names. I did my best. I'm sure you did better than I would have. I have an easy German last name, so that one was... <laughs> uh, and yeah, I would like to go on ahead and thank uh, Tate. So nice. thank you very much. And thank we you. appreciate your support. Woohoo! We yep. appreciate and everyone's support. We mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And we also do want to, of course, take an opportunity to thank our Find the Path tier patrons, uh, which are Anne Herr, Eric Junker, Gary Esk, Jessica Vetterly, Kevin Etterfey, Louis Ellis, Lisa Junker, and TJ Kahn. Thank you all for your continued and constant support. Uh, you are the reason that we are able to keep this rebellion going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Down with Thrun. And so uh, tune back in next time for the continued adventures of our Silver Ravens. And also, um, let me just go ahead and throw this out here real quick. And the beginning of part three <gasps> of this book Ooh. as our... I believe at that point, sixth level ravens <gasps> dive into the lucky balls. Raven can talk to other cats now. Cat army goes. Nice. Let's find an underwater cat for her to speak yep. with. <laughs> Check nice. back with us next time. Good luck, Pathfinders. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.